0: So Liam, even though you're filling in for Brooke this week, mm-hmm. and I meant to ask, are you the one that wrote this script today? Because writing in and doing a great job, I might add, is just mm. peak Liam.
1: Oh, I mean, to me, it just seems like an absolute
0: right opinion to me personally. Mm-hmm. Of course. Mm-hmm. Of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're mm-hmm. you're obviously writing completely objectively. But you know, you are one of our talented, hardworking writer producers. Honestly, Liam, you went ham on this script. Listen, I gotta listen, say, and listen, <laughs> this is just a pump piece for you, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> but truly, though, I do sincerely hope that you love coming to work each day, and by coming to work, I mean crawling out of bed and opening your laptop.
1: Can I say, all joking aside, I am just going to sound very trite, but I do count myself very, very lucky to work here. I do love this job, and I love all you guys on the show.
0: I know that's very, again, very saccharine, but it's true. Well, you know, it doesn't hurt to hear it, you know? The last (laughs) thing I want is to wake up and hear an expose about all of the staff at Rich and Daily hating the host because we're psychotic. Mm -hmm. Um, And it looks like there's some people who work on The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon who do not enjoy working with their hosts as much as you do, Liam. Mm -hmm. And in an explosive new Rolling Stone article, the talk show host is being portrayed in quite the unflattering light. Yeah, from allegations
1: of wild mood swings to rumors of problematic drinking, it's not a great look for comedy's boy next door.
0: Yeah, it's really not. You know, Mm-mm. being a host, I know it can be very stressful. I know this firsthand, but doesn't give you a right to be a complete jackass. Just putting that out there. No. Mm-hmm. From Wondery, I'm Marisha Skinner-Williams. And filling in for Brooke Sifrin, I'm Liam Garrow. It's Friday, September 8th. And you're listening to Rich and Daily. to shop so it's only fitting that today's sponsor is sax.com sax.com is the perfect place to find new style inspiration yeah sax.com has everything for your agenda whether it's a breezy zimmerman dress for brunch a bright chloe blazer for that job interview or stod's gold cowboy boots for a concert these are all such different vibes and literally all vibes i would love to be a part of so that's fun yeah (laughs) definitely so find inspiration for your new vibe every day at sax.com Sax.com. Give me that, give me that hot Everyone in town loves my tight pants. I got my tight pants. I got my tight pants on.
1: So that was Jimmy Fallon doing what he does best, just goofing around and having fun on The Tonight Show. He's been at the helm of the show since 2014 after he took over for Jay Leno. And ever since his SNL days, honestly, I feel like he's had this just super lovable, very happy-go-lucky image. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Fever Pitch Anyone with Drew Barrymore? (sighs)
1: Seminal. rom-com. Seminal. Yeah. But just because the show, of course, meaning The Tonight Show, isn't in production because Mm -hmm. of the writer's strike, that doesn't mean that there isn't news coming out of The Late Night Show. Jimmy's nice guy shtick is taking a massive hit right now thanks to a new Rolling Stone article because two current and 14 former Tonight Show staffers spoke to the magazine anonymously about their experiences with Jimmy. And I gotta say, I don't know about you, it's really giving like Ellen DeGeneres and James Corden
0: vibes. Oh, hugely. It's almost like all of these show hosts, talk show hosts, maybe there needs to be an overhaul and they need to be replaced with two very competent, very not cruel, mean, shitty hosts that have been hosting a daily show for the last two or so years. Yeah. Just an idea. Just throwing that out there.
1: And maybe they have a fun, occasional gay sidekick. You never know.
0: Yeah, yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. It's time to shake things up. Hollywood needs to be shaken up. Um, but in the Rolling Stone article, these staffers said it was common knowledge behind the scenes that Jimmy had good days and bad days. And if Jimmy was having a bad day, everyone had to walk around on eggshells. Mm. One staffer said, you never knew which Jimmy we were going to get and when he was going to throw a hissy fit. Which is just, unless you're a two-year-old, you don't want to hear that about somebody. Yeah. You just don't. A lot of the staffers also claim that the working environment was so toxic that it affected their physical and mental health. Mm -hmm. Some even said it prompted suicidal ideations and it led others to therapy. There are also allegations in the article that Jimmy has a drinking problem. One staffer claims that during a show rehearsal in 2017, Jimmy seemed drunk and couldn't remember any of his lines. And two other employees say that on separate occasions in 2019 and 2020, They thought that they smelled alcohol on Jimmy's breath while they were in an elevator with him, and this was in the middle of a workday. Now, reminder, this is not 1960s Mad Men, so ideally we're not smelling like alcohol when we're at work. Yeah, preferably. Preferably, yes. Um, Unless you're a bartender, and then I think it's okay. The article does also mention the steady turnover of showrunners at The Tonight Show. They've had nine in nine years, which is just what a high turnover rate. And according to staffers, yeah. they've also contributed to the toxic work environment. Um, some employees have pointed to former showrunner Jamie Graynet betterman as being a problem on the show. Um, some are accusing her of making insensitive comments about people's weight. And one Black staffer said Jamie straight up asked them, what is going on with your hair? Have we not gotten the so memo? So Jamie... <laughs> I've got I've got some comments for Jamie. Oh, I'm sure you do as would any discernible yeah. thoughtful
1: person. Yeah. So the Tonight Show employees who spoke to Rolling Stone are obviously not painting a great picture of what was going on behind the scenes and in one incident two employees allege that Jimmy's bad behavior actually made its way in front of a studio audience. So they claim that during a segment with Jerry Seinfeld, Jimmy made things uncomfortable when he scolded a cue card operator.
0: Yeah, so this incident didn't actually make it to air, but one of the staffers does remember it as being very awkward. And they said that Jerry even stepped in to defend the crew member, which I feel like is very telling because Mm. Jerry has such a dry sense of humor where if he's calling something out, it feels like it could be serious. More serious than maybe people are making it seem. Right, right. But according to this employee, Jerry did try to keep it light, and he said you should apologize to him. And the staffer said it was one of the strangest moments ever, and so many people were there, so it's kind of hard to forget. Hmm. But in a statement to Rolling Stone, Jerry did set the record straight about how he remembers the incident. He said, this is so stupid. I remember this moment quite well. I teased Jimmy about a flub, and we all had a fun laugh about how rarely Jimmy is thrown off. It was not uncomfortable at all. Jimmy and I still occasionally recall it and laugh. He then called this version of what happened an idiotic twisting of events.
1: Yeah, I mean, <sighs> I I don't know if this kind of like flags for you though. When other A-listers make a point of defending yep. another A-lister, it's just, it's not, like you're not their server at a restaurant. I'm sorry to say there is unfortunately just exactly a ladder that people I think think people fall on, right? And people make snap decisions about how important they think you are. And unfortunately, if they decide you're an important person, they're going to be nicer to you. And it does, like, it kind of reminds me, like, remember when people were calling out Ellen? Of course. And then everyone was like, oh, she's a terrible person. (laughs) And then then Katy Perry had the audacity to be like, Mm -hmm. but she's always nice to me. I'm like, yeah, Yeah. you've sold 100 million records. You're Katy Perry. Of course she's going to be nice to you.
0: Well, I'm going to, you know, establish just how cool I am because there's a great quote in Harry Potter that says you want to know about a man look at how he treats people who are inferior to him rather than people who are on his level or something like that and it's just like yeah if you look at somebody who's working for you how are they treating them versus your friend like come on That's more telling. Well, right. Jerry doesn't know what he's talking about.
1: Well, he's also not the only one who has Jimmy's back, though, because Rolling Mm -hmm. Stone did point out that they had actually approached over 50 Tonight Show employees, past and present. And many of them actually praised Jimmy's talent, although it is worth acknowledging that not a single one of them wanted to actually go on record to sort of vouch for his abilities as a colleague or a boss, which is... Mm -hmm. Not maybe a great sign. Yeah. But since the article came out, one current employee of The Tonight Show sang Jimmy's praises to people.
0: Yeah. So this employee whose name and role on the show were not mentioned called Jimmy super communicative and a really, really positive guy. They also said that Jimmy's feedback has always been very constructive and even said that Jimmy makes a point of commending you when you do a great job, which... I can't say enough is such an important thing to do. Just saying thank you, yeah. calling out a job well done. I think we need more of that in this world, just in general. Um, now, this staffer also said, I've never been belittled, yelled at, nothing like that. It's all exactly how a boss should give feedback to an employee. And to all of this, I will say, just because something hasn't happened to you does not mean it hasn't happened to somebody else. I feel like this is something we fall into a lot where it's like, oh, well, they treated yes. me fine. And it's like, okay doesn't mean they're not treating somebody else terribly. Um, right? Now, we have also heard from the network. A rep for NBC told People, we are incredibly proud of The Tonight Show and providing a respectful working environment is a top priority. As in any workplace, we have had employees raise issues. Those have been investigated and action has been taken where appropriate. Now, we also got to hear from Jimmy himself. He stepped forward to address these allegations just hours after the Rolling Stone piece was published, which I got to say... I know. Very quickly done. Very quickly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Variety reported that Jimmy had a Zoom meeting. So this again, this was just hours after the Rolling Stone piece was published. And according to the outlet, Jimmy said, It's embarrassing and I feel so bad. Sorry if I embarrassed you and your family and friends. I want this show to be fun. It should be inclusive for everybody.
1: Well, you know, uh, as we mentioned earlier, the Tonight Show alongside the rest of Hollywood obviously shut down because of the strike. So Mm
0: -hmm.
1: if and when there are going to be any meaningful or substantive changes happening behind the scenes, I guess we'll have to wait to see how those shape up. But yeah, these are some pretty serious claims about Jimmy and the show. And I'm just curious to know, like, what do you think about everything that we've heard?
0: (sighs) I mean, it doesn't surprise me. You know, we, I stopped being surprised. I think Lizzo was the end of me being surprised by mm. negative news about people. Um, but I just, I, I don't know that this is going to have any kind of actual impact on his show. Um, I feel like the timing is a little bit interesting because they are all on strike. Like, he's not in a position where he has to record an episode and record a show that's mm. being that's airing tonight. Like, I feel like it's almost too convenient i am determined to find a conspiracy and be right about it and my new one since the joe jonas one did not work out is that (laughs) r.i.p i know r.i.p i just it feels it feels too convenient like this news is coming out when there's not a show going on like it Mm. just and and i know people were upset that uh, he did an apology over Zoom, and part of me is like, how else is he supposed to do an apology? Is he supposed to call everybody in when they're not getting paid and you can't have a show? Like, right. I don't know. It just seems, the timing seems sus. I don't know. What do you think?
1: Well, I'm also struck by his apology, frankly, because, I mean, obviously, we don't mm-hmm. know the extent to what he said in that meeting, but even right, his... just clips. Yeah, but even his apology seems kind of, I don't know, vague. Like, when he's talking about the show being inclusive, and he's talking about... I'm like... That's not mm-hmm. really what the central kernel of the issue is. Like, the real problem is that I think you are a toxic person. Like, I I think yeah. maybe for me, I'm always just wanting the person to just out and out say, like, hey, I'm taking accountability for X, Y, and Z. Here are what mm-hmm. I acknowledge as being the problems. I want to address yeah. it this way. I'm very sorry. And here's what our plan of action is. And so when yeah. I don't hear that, I'm just kind of inclined to think that maybe a I don't know. I know this is very cynical, but that maybe an apology is a little, I don't know, maybe not that deep.
0: Well, and it's also, it's the sorry if I embarrassed you. Like, it, it, the phrasing yeah. is weird. Right. And also, sorry if I embarrassed you and your family and friends. Like, that just seems like such a weird way to, like, apologize, and I'm heavily using quotes here, Yeah. for creating a toxic work environment where people are at some point, dealing with suicidal ideation. Like, that's that's a seriously toxic environment. That's heavy. And your response to that is, sorry if I embarrassed you? Like, yeah. really? That's what you're, that's that's how you're gonna say sorry? I don't know. We, I know we talked a little bit about this offline yesterday when we mm-hmm. were trying to figure out what story to talk about, but, like, there have been rumblings about Jimmy Fallon and his issues with alcohol. mm mm-hmm. And I just I said this yesterday. It's like, I really hope it doesn't become this mea culpa" of like, oh, you know, I, I struggle with alcoholism and that's why I'm behaving like this, because it's right. just like absolutely addiction is a real thing. And that's it's something that he might struggle with. I'm not going to diagnose. But I hate when people, especially like celebrities, blame their behavior on this addiction that they have. And it's like that right there are plenty of alcoholics who aren't assholes like it's just it's one of those things where it's like don't use this as like this is gonna be my like rise from the ashes I'm better now and I'm gonna become a better person it's like you were shitty you did shitty things to people you need to atone for those and that doesn't just mean like making this about your narrative of you know healing yourself
1: well, exactly. And, you know, time will tell if that happens, but I really hope that what you're saying doesn't happen, where he does just turn this into some, you know, Phoenix from the Ashes recovery story. I really hope that does not happen.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I just, we just want a non toxic work environment. Everyone should just model it after Rich and Daly, you know? Thank you. Yes. You heard it here. From Wondery, I'm Marisha Skidmore Williams.
1: And filling in for Brooke Sifrin,
0: I'm Liam Garrow. This is Rich and Daly. Hey, Prime members! You can listen to Rich and Daily ad free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today, or you can listen ad free with Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at wondery.com/survey. If you like our show, please give us a five-star rating and a review. And be sure to tell your friends. You
1: can follow us on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, or wherever you're listening right now.
0: Our theme song is by Gems. Scott Velasquez is the music supervisor for Freesound Sync.
1: Peter Johansson is our senior producer. Our writer-producers are Michaela Myers and me, Liam Garrow.
0: Our sound engineers are John Lloyd and Sam Ada.
1: Executive producers are Tina Rubio and Marcia Louie for Wondery.
0: And we're also now on video. You can watch our full episodes on YouTube on the Wondery channel.
1: Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode.
0: Have a great weekend, Richies.
1: See you Monday.
2: Hey, this is Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, where twice a week I speak to meditation teachers, top research scientists, and even the odd celebrity about how to do life better. And on a recent episode, I spoke to the huge global pop star Dua Lipa about how she does her own life. What are the non-negotiable practices and principles for her?
1: Those are just like life things that I like to live by. Uh, Never do the same job twice and never leave today's thing for tomorrow. Mm Mm-hmm. Those are really important things.
2: The episode is uh, incredible and actually quite practical, especially when it comes to creativity. Is it true that in typical overachiever fashion, you wrote 97 songs for this record? Yeah,
1: I I, I wrote 97 songs. We wrote a lot of songs, but not all of them are good. You know, that's the other thing. Like, I have to write myself into a good idea.
2: To listen to this episode and more, follow 10% Happier on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to 10% Happier early and ad-free right now on Wondery Plus.